You're listening to The Millionaire Underdog. Welcome to The Millionaire Underdog, the podcast that dives deep into the stories of remarkable entrepreneurs who defied the odds and turned their challenges into triumphs. I'm your host, Sander, and I'm joined by my producer, Didier. And together, we're here to bring you inspiring conversations with those who navigated the stormy seas of business, transforming setbacks into stepping stones towards success. Join us as we sit down with some of the most brilliant minds in the business world. Individuals who have not only thrived as leaders, but have also transformed adversity into a stepping stone towards greatness. These aren't your typical success stories. They are tales of resilience, innovation, and the unwavering pursuit of their dreams. But it's not just about the hardship they faced. It's about the wisdom they gained. Our guests will reveal the invaluable insights they acquired during their career insights that become the foundation of their story. So, whether you're an aspiring entrepreneur, a business enthusiast, or simply someone who loves a good underdog story, The Millionaire Underdog is here to inspire, educate, and motivate. Get ready to be inspired, get ready to embrace the mindset of an underdog. This is The Millionaire Underdog Podcast. Today, we have no one less with us than Nara Sakina. She is co-founder at Motion Nations, an NLP master coach, founder of Nara's Method, a life coach and a coach for executives, but most of all, an amazing human being. Hi, Nara. How are you today? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to share my journey with you guys. Awesome. Thank you very much. So Nara, we had like a brief conversation right before we were recording, but our listeners don't know you very well, of course. Like, can you maybe enlighten our listeners a bit? Who are you and what do you do? So my name is Nara and um, I'm a co-founder at Motion Nations, uh, which is a video production company and a content creation agency. Uh, So we mainly focus on doing videos and 2D, 3D animated videos. And the second business that I own is Nara's Method, which is uh, Nara's Method Coaching and Podcast. Uh, So in Nara's Method Coaching, that's where I coach people as a life coach and as executive coach Mm -hmm. to make their life better and uh, to have a balanced and, uh, you know, like live their best life, basically. Uh, I am a mother. Um, I have two kids. So that's another thing, juggling two (laughs) jobs. I can can imagine, I can imagine, of course. Uh, Juggling two jobs at the same time. And Mm -hmm. uh, yes, I'm from Azerbaijan originally, and I'm based in Dubai uh, for the last 12 years. Okay, and you're now calling from Dubai, right, with us? Yes, yes. So um, let me start off. Like entrepreneurship, it's a different path than most people pursue. Can you recall why you decided to be an entrepreneur? Because it's it's a bit of a bumpy road sometimes, right? Uh, it is a very bumpy road. Uh, the reason why I started it uh, mm. be- was because I always felt like I can do better. Okay. In, yeah. <laughs> in any job, in any yeah, business yeah. that I've been into, I felt like I can see what I can do better in it. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how I reached the point where I said, okay, I have to try and see if I can actually do better. Because it's one yeah. thing when you think about it, when you're thinking and maybe you're a bit delusional or it's ego talking when you feel like, oh, I actually can do better. But realistically speaking, if you've never tried, you don't know. So that's, yeah. that's why if you like trying it and actually seeing it for yourself is, is a totally different story. Yeah. How long were you um, working for other people before? You were like first an employee or, or how, uh, I was, how? Oh, I was working since I'm working since I'm 18. Uh, okay. And last five years, uh, that's when I started my entrepreneurship journey. Okay, congratulations! Awesome. <laughs> um, about your entrepreneurship, like right now, you started. You're doing really great. Um, is there uh, for you like an ultimate goal? Like, like how? I think there is an ultimate goal that I have because yeah. I want to. So the thing that I've noticed, once you start a business and you start achieving something, you realize that you're never satisfied. Mm-hmm. You never have enough. And I think that's what pushes you through. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you never have enough. So you never, it's never enough what you do, whether it's financially or in terms of like achievements, right? So you just push yourself towards like more and more and more. So right now, to be very honest with you, I know that I want to have offices all over the place all okay. over the globe uh, and that's what I'm aiming for and I would like to be quiet I think I, I don't know where is that where's the end of it like you know when will I say that okay now I have achieved enough mm. so I think when I reach a point when I can say I have achieved enough that's mm. when I'm gonna stop or that's what I'm gonna say like okay that's yeah. it that's the goal when mm. I will actually allow myself to to say, okay, that's enough. That's it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm good now. Yeah, I was thinking about another question. Like, is there an ultimate goal? Isn't it maybe, isn't growth the path we're all on? Just keep on growing and learning. Maybe in a, indeed, as you said, maybe it's never going to be enough. And maybe that's okay. I don't know. Well, I feel like it is... Uh the more, I mean, the older you get, the more you realize it has nothing to do with achieving the goals. It has everything exactly. to do, it has everything to do with the way you achieve them and how proud you feel at the end with achieving those goals. But once you achieve it, the goal becomes meaningless and you move on to the next one and you move on to the next one. And the, the thing that keeps us going is actually having a goal all the time rather than achieving it. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. I'm thinking of a quote I recently uh, I recently found, and it says, let me think of it, how does it go again? Um, the one who loves the journey more than the destination goes further than the one who loves the destination, right? If we love the journey more, if we love the craft more, then we, we just keep on going, right? Just Exactly, right? exactly, because you choose the... That's the beauty of, I think, entrepreneurship, because you choose what to do exactly. and you know that you love doing it. And that's when you should start doing it, because if you don't love what you're doing, it doesn't matter whether you work for someone on, or whether it's your business, you're still not going to love the journey. So the main thing is actually to enjoy the job that you're doing. And the more you enjoy it, the better you get at it and the more satisfaction you get in the process rather than in the destination. 
Like I agree with that quote a lot. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's great to hear. Me as well. I really found it um, in difficult times. I remember like it's it's a journey. It's a path. It's the work. That's the most important bit of it. Um, Bernard, maybe you were talking about loving your job, loving what you do. Were there also times where you think, fuck, I'm really not loving my job right now? Were there maybe tough decisions you needed to make or a difficult time you need to pull through? There are, there are of course, uh, and you mm -hmm. question yourself on a daily basis. <laughs> and you think, is it, is it, was it the right decision that I started it? Uh, am I doing what I actually love or I convinced myself that I'm doing what I actually love? But it's like uh, the analogy of it is like marriage. <laughs> When it gets tough, you try to remember why it's there mm -hmm. to begin with. Why yeah, did you yeah. start it? And that, I think, helps a lot to keep on going because you, you realize that it, it's your choice that you made it. You started the business and it's going to get tough. It's going to get difficult at times, but you need to know why you're doing it. When the why is there, how is always coming coming along and you find a way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You you just said um, that you sometimes question yourself if it's just, if you made up your passion, if you made it up that you liked it or something. I have that myself sometimes. Like, God, like I'm a musician, I'm a sound engineer and music is 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 also like a very cool profession to be in, right? If you're a touring musician, it looks cool, right? But... Like when you're on tour, God, that's tough. I can say, I can tell you it's really, really tough sometimes. And it's in those times that I think, dear God, <laughs> if I made this up, why, why am I even here? Um, but yeah. And then I think mindset is an important thing. A mindset is the most important thing, I think, in this. Uh, because if you're going to stop your business, and you shut down your business every single time when it gets tough, Yeah. then there, it's better not to have one. Because yeah, it's true. There is nobody who's gonna, especially I think when you start and when you're an entrepreneur, you start off. You are alone. There is nobody to motivate you. Mm -hmm. There is nobody to pressurize you. There is nobody to push you to do the work. So if you don't motivate yourself and you don't know why you're doing what you're doing and you don't see any point in what you're doing, except finances maybe, yeah, yeah. there is nobody who's going to pull you out of it when you're drowning. So no. that's when you have to have a mindset of you are in it, whether it's going to be good or bad. And if mm -hmm. it's bad, it's fine too, right? If, if the business fails for whatever reasons, it's still an experience. It's still something that you've tried and now you are going to do it better next time you do it you're gonna do it better because every every situation teaches you something uh and you are coming to a second business that you're gonna start to a third business that you're gonna start you're coming with an experience rather than mm -hmm. you have no clue how it's gonna go you already have a lot of experience and we learn much more from failures than from success mm -hmm. exactly Exactly. It's true. It's the perseverance and it's the lessons. The lessons are always the most important. Um, how much is your personal growth, do you think, intertwined with being an entrepreneur? Do you think that you grow as a person a lot faster or maybe uh, you can 
grow a lot stronger when you're an entrepreneur? That's maybe a weird question, but... I think, I think you do, uh, because... See, I, I feel like life puts us through different difficulties and struggles and, and good things and bad things, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But the, the breaking point is always the bad thing that happens. And if we don't have the sense of responsibility, when you work in a job, uh, the sense of responsibility is very... It, it's much less, right? Because it's not your business. It's, it's your job. You can lose your job or you can, and you can find another one. And it's always, you can start over and it's not your responsibility. You're going to blame it on your boss. You're going to blame it on your coworkers. There is always somebody to blame for whatever is happening to you. Mm-hmm. Why, when you're an entrepreneur, you realize that everything that happens, you are the one who is in charge. There's no one above you. There is There's nobody. No- you can blame, right? You cannot blame mm-hmm. your client. You cannot blame your... You cannot blame anyone. Everything that you... You know, the more you work, the more you put the hard work, the more mm-hmm. you get. And the less you put the hard work, the less you get. And and you grow in this much more than in anything in life because mm-hmm. it's it builds you up personally and um, it, it, it's mentally and it's, uh, you know, like physically, you just realize that you have to put in the work and it's mm-hmm. only your responsibility to do that. There is nobody to blame. There is nobody to go get back to and tell them, mm-hmm. oh, because of you, it's not working. No, that's not how it works, right? It's because of you, mm-hmm. it's not working or it's working. So it's, it gives you the sense of responsibility and sense of mm-hmm. actually being able to say, I am in charge of my life. There is mm-hmm. nobody there who is in charge of my life. It's me that is in charge of my life. And it's up to me whether it's going to be good or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I totally agree. I totally agree. It's maybe sometimes, ah, it's such a brick responsibility. It, it can, it's inevitable. It leads to personal growth, right? It's almost inevitable. Um, can you, would you recommend it to a lot of people? Like be an entrepreneur? I would not recommend it. I'll tell you, it's not because I wouldn't recommend it, but I would recommend to think about it like really, really seriously and to put Mm. all the pros and cons because I do not believe that everyone's brain is uh, capable and everyone is capable of being an entrepreneur. Mm. I think there are people who are very good at what they're doing, but they always need to be told what to do. And there are people that are, they know what they want and they know how to reach there. They just don't know how to do, to do it. And that's where they need, okay, employees and they can actually, they have an idea, but they don't know how to reach there and that they need either partners or inter, or, or like, you know, like partners or mm-hmm. employees, right? So it's, it's, I wish there was a test, you know, to check, am I, am I able to be an entrepreneur? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I able to handle the stress? But you can yeah. always start, right? You can always start and check. Is it working for you or not? And mm. uh, you can start it as a side business and, you know, like see if that's working for you. And then you will be like, okay, you know what? That's all I ever wanted. But some people will be like, you know what? I want to work in a team and this is not working for me. I'm mm-hmm. not ready to take charge of anyone else except myself. So I would mm-hmm. rather be in a job. And there are I mean, if everyone would be entrepreneur, we would be uh, out of so many services, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it would it's, be impossible. It's, yeah, it's a synergy, right? When you're an entrepreneur with your employees, it's, it's, 
you're a team as well. Also, if you're the leader or not, it, you're still part of the team. You're coaching the team, you're guiding the team. It reminds me of um, an episode of, I don't know, it's a very, um, do you know the series on Netflix, Chef's Table? Yeah. Yeah, there is this one episode, I can't recall which one. And there is this, uh, most of the great chefs are actually great leaders as well. But there was this one chef and he was brilliant. He still is, he still has his own restaurant. But he's just, he said, being a leader is, oh, is, is hell for me. It's so, so difficult. So he was constantly switching partners for them to be the leader so he can be the creative cook. So you have also these kind of synergies, kind of teams as well, but it's it's difficult. You see, you, I could tell from his eyes when he talked about it, like, I love cooking, I'm good at it, but damn, I hate being a leader. And that's a difficult position to be in. See here, what I see, um, I see that you could be not wanting to be a leader, but you still would want to be an entrepreneur. And here, you could actually find partner who is, or partners mm -hmm. who would be with you in the business, but they would, it's like a puzzle, right? You could find people to do the job that you don't want to do. You have mm -hmm. an idea and you can hire a person who would do the rest of the things that you feel like you're not good to do. Mm -hmm. It's an absolutely like personal choice. You don't really need to be always doing everything by yourself because there is a big difference between being an entrepreneur and being a freelancer. When you are yeah. doing everything by yourself, you are freelancer and you are not a business owner. When you learn how to delegate things mm -hmm. that others know how to do better than you, that's when you actually become a business owner. Because exactly. before that, you are just a freelancer mm -hmm who works mm -hmm. for clients. You are mm -hmm. not an entrepreneur, you are not a business. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Do you remember when you had your first employee? I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, tell, tell us about it. I, uh, uh, so I was 18 years old. That was my first job. Uh, mm -hmm. So I was doing a part-time job. I was, would go to college like in the afternoons and I would go like in the mornings, I would work like part-time in this job. And I do remember my boss would always not complain. He was a very nice guy. He would tell me, can you just like not be so bossy? Can you just tell me like what you like that you're leaving the job, like that you're leaving to the office or like yeah. just update me on stuff. Not because I really want to know, but just out of respect, you know, like out of respect because I'm your boss. <laughs> I am the yeah. boss here. And I would remember being like, oh my God, he is right. That's what I'm meant to do. But I... I failed to actually like feel this way. Yeah. yeah. I okay. I understand. <laughs> I understand. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. And I'm, I'm 34 now. Right. And now I'm like realizing that maybe all along I was not, you know, like I was not meant to really work for someone mm -hmm. because I just didn't have it in my character. I always knew exactly what I want. I always knew how I want things. And it's very rare when at the job, uh, you can do what you feel that is right to do because it, it, Somehow, it was the experience that I had in my previous jobs that you don't get that space and because somebody else... It's, you are basically like working for somebody else's dream. Mm -hmm. So they don't give you that space because it's not your dream. If you want to have your dream, you go open your own business and that's how yeah, you go yeah. about it. And do you maybe remember when you hired your first employee? 
So the, 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 way, the, the, the way we structure the business right now is that we have, uh, we are using not freelancers, but we're using people that are constantly uh, working with us, but we, they are not our employees. Mm -hmm. uh, they are more of like external partners, let's say, or like external freelancers that we're using. Uh, so I tried a few times to hire full time and mm -hmm. I found it. I don't, I don't think it was working so well for me, actually. It's and, possible, uh, of course. Yeah. I, I found that people are less invested when they are your employees in the job rather than when they mm -hmm. know that they're getting cut off the job, you know, mm -hmm. every single time they work with you. Uh, because we are wired this way, right? The, our brain is wired this way. If you have a job and you get a salary nine to six, and you're going to get it anyway. Whether I put my mm -hmm. best out there or I don't, I'm still going to get my salary. Mm -hmm. As long as I manage it in, you know, this uh, whatever, like a one week, 40 hours uh, time, mm -hmm. I'm, I manage the job. It doesn't matter. I don't need to try harder because there is mm -hmm. no return on that. While when you work with someone and you work even based on like incentives, uh, they are becoming part of your business rather yeah. than they are employees that you they feel like you look down at them mm -hmm. and they feel like the, the more they work, the more they get basically, right? So mm -hmm. they are becoming your partners rather than your employees. Mm -hmm. And I think that relationship is beautiful because as, as a mom, I never worked in an office. I actually worked maybe in an office for like two years in the beginning of my uh, career. Like I started when I was 18 for two years, I worked in an office. And after that, I've never been physically sitting in an office. I would always work from home. I would always work from, you know, like from whatever I wanted to work from mm -hmm. as long as I was doing the job. And I loved that idea because it was giving me so much freedom and so much uh, flexibility to manage my time the way I saw fit, which, which is again why the reason why I started then my own business because I could manage my time the way I wanted to manage my time. And being at any job, that's how I was working around it as I was managing my time the way I wanted to manage it. So, and I was still doing the job that I needed to do. Mm -hmm. So I find this strategy and this way of working much nicer uh, because it was working for me and I feel like it works for a lot of people as well. Because mm -hmm. if somebody needs me there nine to six to, you know, like to, with a stick to make sure they do the job, I don't think yeah. that's the right person to work with me. Mm -hmm. Because I don't want to babysit. Mm -hmm. we're, not a, we're, we're not a nursery. I don't want to babysit no, anyone. No. <laughs> I want people to work because they want to work. Uh, yeah, they want to yeah, work. Yeah. They like me. They like the way, the style of our job. And they, that's why they work with us. Not because uh, they're scared of me. Not because they're scared to lose a job. Yeah, they, they should be. I feel you would love them to be also passionate about it. Not just be the next employee. Yes, because when you're miserable at work, which is... The, re the most of our day, that's what we do, right? We work. And mm -hmm. if we're not happy working, how can we ha be happy this whatever three, four hours of the day that we have left for ourselves? How can we be happy in those three, four hours? Because it's so hard to switch off from work when you are 24, like you're at work from nine to six or like some people are much longer than that. And if you're miserable at your job, you're going to be miserable at, in your life as well because it's, it's so connected. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm, so you want people that would be happy working with you and they would like you as a person and they wouldn't be like hating you. So they would, mm-hmm. they would love you as a person and they would be like, okay, I'm, I'm actually loving spending time with this person. Is it maybe a good thing to consider for our listeners when they feel like, ah, I've tried so many jobs, like maybe I should become an entrepreneur. Is that, a, is that maybe some advice I'm, I'm hearing from you? I think it's worth trying because... If you feel like you can do something more and if all you do at your job, you look at your boss and you say, I can do better, mm-hmm. then maybe you should try and do better. And you should mm-hmm. try and go on your own journey and start a business and see how that works for you. Because you might find actually that that's all you ever wanted to do yeah. and you're going to enjoy it much more. Or you're going to find out that actually this guy does a lot. And I didn't know that this is what is included in being a business owner or being an entrepreneur. So you start also understanding why does your boss behave in a certain way while Mm -hmm. you thought that he doesn't do anything and he just gets paid while I'm working 24-7 and this guy just gets the money. That that is not reality, right? Mm -hmm. And once you have your business, you know that that's not reality. But before you have your business, you think in a totally different way as an employee. And I mm-hmm. was thinking the same way. I think we all gone through that phase. So it is important to be in the other person's shoes. But if you're not able to see that, and if you're able to see that, okay, I can really do better, realistically speaking, try it. You might really do better. You mm-hmm. might really have it in you to do much better than the, the, the person is doing. And you will see that, okay, this is all I ever wanted. That's a great job for me. I'm loving every single day of it. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. be prepared mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. there are going to be very tough moments where you will feel like, okay, I need to quit. And I think those are the moments when they build you and you realize if you quit um, and you don't try, when, when the moment gets really tough, I think what you should do is not quit, but actually take it as a sign that something needs to change. Mm-hmm. We exactly. need to change something in a business strategy, in, a, in the way we operate, in um, maybe even the people we work with, maybe even the clientele that we work with. Something has to change. When the moment, when it gets mm-hmm. really tough, that's when you know that, okay, that's the sign from the universe. We need to change something in the mm-hmm. way we run the business. That's it. And, and you have to go through it. If you really, really want to be an entrepreneur, you really need to go through it. You don't have to share it with us, but you probably had these moments as well. Like, damn, I maybe should quit or damn, maybe something needs to change. Can you, you don't need to tell it if you don't want to, but is there maybe something like where you learned a valuable lesson or? I would say um, I don't have a specific moment because I'll tell you we've been through Corona. <laughs> so yeah. you would know uh, that was a quite tough time. And, and, So being in Dubai, basically, like summers are a low season in our business uh, because nobody is in this heat like right now here. We are, uh, so we are quite struggling with the, with the heat. So it's a low season every single summer. And, and that's every time in the summer I feel like, okay, not, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. Mm-hmm. We should mm-hmm. do something different and mm-hmm. we, should, we should change the whole thing. And September comes and life gets back to normal. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a phase. And sometimes if you actually work from September till May or even mm-hmm. March, I would say, 
you need to prepare for the summer. You know, like, like bears prepare for the winter, we need to prepare for the summer. And if you actually, what needs to change, in my opinion, right now, knowing better than I did before, mm-hmm. what needs to really change is I need to prepare better for the okay. summer. Okay. Instead of every time saying summer is bad, summer is low season, uh, it's like this every time in the summer, you know, cash flow is bad in the summer. Instead of saying all this, I should tell myself, then from September... All you have to think about is how am I going to go through the summer? How is summer going to look like for us? Mm-hmm. I need to prepare in advance for the summer rather than living one day at mm-hmm. a time and, you know, like all this uh, bubbly yeah. and unicorns and, <laughs> yeah. unicorns and rainbows. It's not that, right? It's mm-hmm. just bad time management and bad planning. Maybe you can just take vacation for the summer. You can just be out of Dubai for three months and enjoy that time mm-hmm. instead of killing yourself and thinking about, oh my God, what am I going to do with the business? I'm not going to have any business in mm-hmm. summer. It's a fact already, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's a proven fact that in the summer, you don't have a business. So instead of hitting yourself against the wall every single time, just <laughs> yeah. plan better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> plan better. <laughs> That's what they taught me. This year, I think the summer is like almost finishing and I, I just know that I need to plan better. Yeah, it's really strange. I have also in in like I'm I'm an audio engineer. I'm sort of in likewise business as you. Um, summer was also horrible, and it's actually now I'm thinking when I hear you talking, like I need to prepare for summer. I need to be ready for when that's. It's a valuable lesson. Thank you for that because it was a um, summer was difficult. <laughs> summer summer was is difficult. <laughs> Winter is coming, but for us, it's other way yeah, around here, right? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it feels like that. It really feels like yeah. that. <laughs> summer is coming, but it's just unpreparedness for the summer that ruins it for us rather than actually mm-hmm. uh, the summer itself, because we can actually enjoy summer. Summer is a good time to actually spend mm-hmm. with your family and friends and everyone is uh, taking vacations, especially back home. What I notice, people take vacations in summer. Because the weather mm-hmm. is better there, right? It's it's a yeah. flip of what we have here. So why not just go and enjoy it? You know, like if you if I plan better, I will actually get to enjoy it much more as well than I'm enjoying it right now. Okay. Yeah, maybe we should all go on a holiday for three months. <laughs> In the summer. <summer-ish>. What? <laughs> Imagine. <laughs> Imagine. Like an I entrepreneur. I hope my doctor doesn't hear me. <laughs> <laughs> an entrepreneur with three months of holiday a year. I think that that entrepreneur doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't know. I'm aiming to be that one. I'm, I'm oh, aiming. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a- aspiring to be one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you were talking a few minutes ago about um, indeed when you not feel good at your job or you think I can do better than my boss. Should I maybe try it myself? But do you need a passion for it? Do you think? I I'm not sure. See. Um, Realistically speaking, job is we work because we need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I like to ultimate eat. Ultimate motivation. <laughs> ultimate motivation behind working. Uh, mm-hmm. Because we want to have nice stuff, because we want to live a better life, we want to travel, we want to do things, because mm-hmm. money allows us that. So, exactly. That can be your passion. Mm-hmm. That can absolutely be your passion. You want to make money. Uh, how are you going to make money and enjoy it at the same time? That can be challenging, but it's possible. It's not about... See, 
most of the businesses, how they start with you realize that there is a gap in the, in the market because mm-hmm. you are looking for some service or you're looking for something and you don't find what you're looking for. And guess what? There are thousands of people that are looking exactly for the same thing and they cannot find it either. Mm-hmm. So that's when you realize, okay, how can I fill this gap in the, in the market? How can I start doing something that's going to help me, right? If I was looking for that service, it's going to help me and it's going to help thousands of other people. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's it. That's your business idea. Now, how, how realistic this business idea is, that, that's when you need to assess. And there are lots of business coaches that can sit with you, you know, and, and, and understand if actually that's what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if that's a viable business idea or you're just, you know, like, I don't know, you want a, another back scratcher or something like this. <laughs> because, or another, <laughs> what is it that you are actually, like, what is it that you are missing? Because you might yeah, research yeah. and find that thing. Um, it's, it's like, the, and there are simultaneously, many people are trying to create similar businesses to yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot also expect that that business is going to be um, absolutely unique. That's mm-hmm. not a fact, uh, right? But what is, what's going to make it unique is you doing it differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, you doing it, uh, there has to be a unique selling point in the business. Mm-hmm. So opening a business is, it, it has to, you have to have a passion for whatever is there. You have to have passion to earn money. You have to have passion to eat. <laughs> to, to eat. eat. <laughs> That's the headline have... of the podcast. You have to I have a passion know. to eat. <laughs> you have to love food. <laughs> If you, you don't love food, love... I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> If don't you're a foodie, you're bound to be a millionaire. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you have to have a passion to earn money, right? You have to mm-hmm. love money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to be shy to say that. And I used to be um, like, you know, like embarrassed to say that. Uh, that I love money. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? And who, whoever tells you that they don't love money, I think they're just being not honest to themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we have such a, you know, like, stigma around money, right? Everyone, dirty money, uh, you know, like, oh, you, if you love money, that's, that's you are like, you know, a, automatically you're a bad person. Rich people are automatically bad people because how could they honestly make this much money? Uh, just because it's something that you don't have, that doesn't mean that the person is already automatically bad. But if you love money, that gives you an actual motivation to, to work for yourself and to actually mm-hmm. work more and more and more. And, and money itself is not the thing, like, you, obviously, like, I don't like a, it does, you know, like a hundred bucks. I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking about it in a way that what does this money can buy me? What can it provide to the kids? And I don't think it's bad to love money. It's fine to love money because the more you love it, the more it mm-hmm. loves you back and it, it, it comes to you. Mm-hmm. I think it's sometimes a difficult relation because in, you know, people maybe sometimes don't like money because it gives them also problems. So people with a lot of money are maybe like, that's why it becomes the enemy. Like, ah, oh. so it's difficult. Money can also, when money is a problem, it's a big problem. See how I, uh, I, I, I see it this way. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not the money that is the problem. It's us. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's discipline. It's mm-hmm. 
self-control. It's uh, mm-hmm. being conscious. That's that. What is a problem? Not the money itself. Because if you lose yourself in money, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. But did you ever have yourself? Maybe you never had it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. finding yourself and finding your core beliefs and valuing your core beliefs and having those values in you, it's what we need to build. Not mm-hmm. relations with the money, not relations with, you know, like the, the more money you have, the more spoiled you get, right? That's our belief. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reality of it doesn't have to be this way. If you know you. If you know so you. the first thing you need to do is to know you, to know yourself. What am I all about? What mm-hmm. are my priorities in life? What are my goals in life? Uh, what do I value the most what in life? What is my passion? What is my passion? Those are the things that are going to help you to, mm-hmm. to actually, when you have this money, not to become a horrible person because of the mm-hmm. money and then blame it on money. Mm-hmm. It's all about what you are choosing to do. Mm-hmm. With this money and in general, what is it that you're choosing to do with your life? Mm-hmm. Exactly. I follow that. Um, I see my producer <laughs> giving us a sign we need to wrap up. I have um, I have a final question for you. Um, Nara, it was a wonderful talk, by the way. Thank you for, for joining us. I have a final question. Um, do you maybe have a question for our next guest? Next week, we have someone else, another entrepreneur joining us. Do you maybe have a question for him or her he needs to answer on this podcast? And remember, it's about stories, about hardship, perseverance, finding your identity, finding your passion. It's a difficult question, I know, but try. (laughs) I will ask, uh, what is the thing that they do every day that helps them to get better in business? What is the thing they do every day to get better in their business? think that's a wonderful question i'm thinking about it myself actually <laughs> it's not an easy one to answer Vera, thank you very much for joining us it was an amazing talk we uh, we wish you all the luck with everything you do and uh, we hope to see you soon thank you so much for having me i really enjoyed the talk and i hope it's going to be helpful for people whether they want to start their business or they want to continue with their jobs and their careers thank you